This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLordGTZ, and with me today, I have Alien. How's it going, folks? Also with us today is Laser Kid. Howdy, people. And returning from our last anime episode, we have J-Mac. Hi. How y'all doing today? I am doing great. I am doing good myself. So, Demon Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Demon Slayer. Oh yeah, that's that's why we're here. His job. Yeah, for real. I mean, yeah. Um, this was pretty good episode, I think. This episode finally explains to everyone why I love Zen. Yeah, I mean, for the last few episodes, we've been complaining about. How much of a scumbag Zenitsu is, but in this one he's kind of a good person. Hooray! My fandom I mean, is justified. I-, I love the stark contrast of he's being a good person by protecting a demon, but because that demon is Nezuko, we'll forgive it. <laughs> I think it also has to do with his reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It also reveals a little bit more about uh, Zenitsu's abilities, which is pretty great. Yeah, well, I mean, we start off with him literally falling out of the house with uh, Tariko. Or, not Tariko, uh, ugh. my brain just died. Shoichi? Shoichi. Shoichi. I keep getting, my brain is, is, is wor- name soup right now. Uh, him and Shoichi, and he makes sure to protect him on the falling out of the house, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and then following that, we kind of jump back to the fight between Kyogai and Tanjiro, which kind of ends up taking up the majority of this episode. Oh, but what an what a fight it is, man. It really is. Like I don't think I watched this episode back when it was just subbed because I think I think like at this point in the Demon Slayer anime when I was originally running, I was just kind of skipping around episodes cuz I've read the manga, so it's wasn't really a priority for me to watch it. But just looking at the animation in this episode was, like, insane. Like, they did a great job of just making this, like, fight just look all the more high stakes. Like, just seeing, like, Tantro try to avoid all of Kyogai's attacks is just, like, chilling. And then and then, Kyo, and then Kyogai, like, doing DDR on the freaking drums. <laughs> Like, the sheer animation there, too, it's like, you see all the hand movements, they're, like, crazy fluid. Right, and, like, the room started moving so fast that um, Tanjiro wasn't ever touching the, like, at one point, there, the gravity was just shifting so much that he wasn't ever on the ground. Yeah, he's kind of floating there. Mm-hmm. It's like that one carnival ride, but before carnivals were invented. <laughs> so, that demon could could have had a side gig as the carnival ride operator. But yeah, unfortunately, he screw chose to- his real passion. He was just going to become a carny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was his real passion, by the way, V-Lord? <laughs> yes, his real passion was apparently writing. Can relate to that. I'm sure quite a few of us can. <laughs> Since we all write stuff. 
Yeah. Demon Slayer is the show that continuously makes me feel bad for the... Wait, bad for the what, J-Mac? You cut out? It makes me feel bad for the bad guys. Yep. It really does a good job of that. It humanizes demons, but doesn't like go to the point where like, oh, it's okay that they're killing people. Like, it stops short of that, but it gets you to like feel for why they are the way they are, and that's really good writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it goes. Which into apparently, Kyogai did not have, at least according to one one guy who was just yeah, mean. Kyogai gets angrier and angrier as the fight goes on. And then you find out a little bit why he's getting angrier because it goes into his backstory. Uh, specifically, Tandra screaming out to him that it's futile. I won't like. Oh, that's and right. That, that triggers his memory going, uh, um, the one guy going, it's futile. Your writing is the worst. It has no soul. It has no soul. calls that a berserk button. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the jerk also walks on his writing, which. And then, and then he tells him. You should go back to playing your drums, but you're also bad at that too. This just guy like is the, just dissing him like crazy. Oh yeah, no, that, like guy, the, I that, that guy. I want to stab that guy. I think we've all had a, of that guy in our in any creative endeavor any of us have done. So yeah, and I, I will say though, damn, that that guy was worse in the anime than in the manga because the manga basically is just like, eh, your, your stuff kind of sucks. But in the anime, this guy is like. This writing sucks, your composition sucks, your character sucks, you suck. <laughs> your, mom <Yeah>. sucks. <laughs> your mama sucks. Yeah, they definitely do a better job, I think, like, I think emphasizing that this is kind of his, like, deep into his past. Because just looking at the manga chapter that this is from, chapter 25, like, the backgrounds in the during the flashback are just completely black. Yeah. And, like, you only see, like, the person that's dissing Kyogai and then Kyogai on the ground. So there was a moment there, like, so was that when he became a demon or was he already a demon? That, that was weird to me. I think it's implied that he was already a demon. It yeah. does seem to be that way, yes. Either that or it's his own, like, m- mental state, like, imagining, like... Yeah, like, I, I could see it being, like, sim- symbolism for he became a demon and came back and got him, but it's not really made clear. All right. Yeah. Because, like, I think they especially emphasize this in the manga where initially his body looks human, but then after the person that's dissing him stops talking, suddenly his design turns into that of a demon. So it could just be, like, his mental state and, like, him, like, remembering him murdering this person. Yeah, and maybe that's what led him down the path to become a demon. I'm guessing it was like that was the moment when he just basically became a demon, but not like physically, but that's when he was too far gone to probably be human again. Yeah. Especially after the guy, you know, stepped on his stepped on his work. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. Like which if you if you if anybody out there if if you do that either literally or or figuratively, your mom's a hoe. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it's worth noting that a lot of the demons, especially those that are not like the strongest demons out there, have their memories kind of all jumbled up after being a demon so long. They don't really remember their past all that well. Mm-hmm. So this could just be the literal fragments of his past just being stitched together in this fragmented way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, then there's that contrast. Like after that happens, there's the contrast where you know. So he that's when he starts just going and just but that's when Tanjiro notices that the smell of mold comes before the slashes. 
and he's able to dodge those a little bit better. Although at that point, because the room is spinning all the time, Kill Guys Ratties go all over the floor. Yeah, I think like this is basically the reveal that like Kill Guy had been living in this house when he was human. Mm-hmm. Which I think I must have completely forgotten about this, to be honest. Honestly, I did too. And then um, Tanjiro, being the uh, shonen good guy that he is, <laughs> dodges the writing and steps on the floor instead. And like you can immediately see that Kill Guy reacts to this. He's surprised by Tanjiro, like avoiding his writing. Yeah, I mean that's a very typical Tanjiro. He's it, it's as far as he knows, it could be important to somebody. Good guy, Tanjiro. Yeah, but eventually, after Tanjiro kind of notices the pattern in Kill Guy's attacks, he's able to finally counterattack with his water breathing using the ninth form. What was it what was it called like splashing water flow, flow turbulent I think yeah like it was the one where like he was like yeah, every step he took it. left a splash behind it it was super cool yeah really all all the forms look cool even oh, though yeah. it's like impossible to remember all their names yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> I remember I made a hormone joke in there yes like yes, he took a did. breath in and then started doing water stuff it's a joke joke oh gosh. You're welcome. Is this a JoJo reference? Is that a mother? <laughs> no, it's not a JoJo reference. It's me, Dio. Oh, no. Can we get Muzan instead? <laughs> it's me, Muzan Kibutsuji. Can we get Michael Jackson instead? <laughs> me, the trombone. No, it, it's me. Oh my gosh, I I don't even sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, Tanjiro cut off Kyogai's head. And but let's not forget, before he does that, he yells, just because he's Tanjiro, he yells, hey, your technique was awesome. Yeah, yes, pretty much. he does. Good <laughs> job, now you're going to die. <laughs> your demon blood art was truly spectacular. Yes, I'm going to kill you, true. though, because... Truly, you're... He said your demon blood form was dr- truly spectacular or something like that. And like, something along those lines, yeah. And then... Incredible, spectacular. Any one of those uh, adjectives. Yes. Basically a compliment to him. Yeah. And honestly, you could tell that that had an, like, the biggest impact on oh, Kyogai. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, Kyogai. I mean, Kyogai immediately <laughs> having his head hit the ground is just like, did you mean it? And Hunter's like, yeah, I just, but I can't forgive you for killing. Mm-hmm. And then he gives the remembers, oh, hey, I need to take this blood sample because, yeah. Yeah, so he takes out the little, like, syringe thing that he got from uh, Yushiro and throws it at Kyogai's disintegrating body. Throwing knife syringe. Yep. That is Throwing such a knife concept. syringe. The ultimate weapon. But after uh, Tanjiro does this, uh, what appears Surprise is... Cat. Yeah, Tamiyo's cat. So, like, apparently the cat's, like, enchanted with, like, a spell that whenever it meows, it'll, like... Go invisible. And when he and has again, it returns to visibility. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. I kind of forgot it even did that. Cause uh, yo, I completely forgot the cat existed. I haven't because the cat's been important recently in the manga. But uh, the thing with the cat, though, is it always just appears out of nowhere. And this explains why. So it's, it's invisibly stalking Tanjiro. Oh, but... Before that, one thing I noticed with the um, with uh, Kyogai 
is he actually started crying as his head was disintegrating. Oh, yeah. I mean, he yeah. even says something to the effect of both my de- demon blood art and my drumming have been recognized. It's like oh, a final my writing. Like, because it, like he mentioned yeah. it. Didn't even step on he, I was hoping he was going to say writing, but he didn't. Oh, but like he, he mentioned that he didn't even step on his writing or something like that. I could have sworn. Yeah, I could have sworn too. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. He said something. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure it was something along the lines that even this boy wouldn't trample upon. <sighs> oh, him. that's right. He did mention that earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, like his final words are just like, oh, I've been, my stuff has been recognized. And I'm just like, ah, oh, why then, do I there feel like you foldable with the ambient lighting and the sad music, and here I am almost about to cry again over a villain again. Thanks, Demon Slayer. Again. Yep. Yep. Same. Hashtag thanks, Demon Slayer. Thanks. I swear, if they make me feel bad for Muzon, I will I will hate them forever. <laughs> I I wonder about that. I, I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um then he has to go find the kids again. Yeah, so he decides that since, like, Kyogai's basically dead now and disintegrating, he decides to go back to Kyoshi and Teruko. And when, like, Tanjiro enters the room that they're in, they just start throwing things at him. Cause, oh, like, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they, like, lost the drama, obviously, because Kyogai's dead. So they're like, oh, no, maybe something bad happened. Mm-hmm. I love how it's like not just one, not just two, but three things start at Tantra before like, oh, it's Tantra. And, and then there's like a whole pile of more things behind them. <laughs> <laughs> they were ready to throw more. Yeah. But yeah, so uh Tanjiro picks up uh Kiyoshi and Terakol falls after them, and they head towards the exit, but Tanjiro's smelling blood, and this blood is coming from Zenitsu. Yep. Poor Zenitsu. And what's funny is that first I thought, oh, of course it's going to be Zenitsu because he probably just got a bloody nose when he fell out the window. Nope, I was wrong. I mean, he got blood from falling out the window, all right, in the back of his head. He's protected yeah. uh, um, and uh, made sure that he took the damage instead. Yeah, but it was it was much more than that. <laughs> well, yes, but that was a start. Yeah, so uh, it turns out Zenitsu's protecting the box from a wild Inosuke. Who is kicking him. As all the Noskes do, that's their mating call. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying he wanted to mate with Zenit? I don't speak for the shippers, but... <laughs> but... Nah, he just wants to mate with them. Nah, he just wants to mate with himself. True, he, that's what a Noske would do. I, I wouldn't blame him because he's kind of, he's hot. Either that or the box. I mean, bo- boxes are pretty nice. No, I think he wants something else with that box. I mean, yeah. He wants to stick his swords into that box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, God, hey, hey. No. <laughs> he let's does. Keep, let's keep it under R18, please. Under R18? Since what are we under R18? I mean, he Nezuko's does want to... for head pads only. I mean, he does want to kill whatever's in that box. I mean... Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah that is true. He's very certain <laughs> there's a demon in there, and he's like, I'm not gonna kill it. Yeah, so Inosuke obviously can tell that there's a demon in there. And even Zenitsu apparently knew that there was a demon in the box because he has very good hearing and he could hear the demon inside the box. This was, ex- and this is actually explained somewhat, where he could hear people even he's a- even when he's asleep. Like he can, he knows what people have said even while he's asleep, and that was something really interesting to me. 
it's like that's really really interesting not i mean so yeah his hearing's great but also that yeah it's kind of it's kind of an interesting dynamic because like tanjiro has this crazy good sense of smell and zenitsu has the crazy good hearing i wonder what inosuke has he's just crazy he has the great he has the crazy good sense of being the the craziest person in the fucking series. Yeah, he's got a so yeah, Tanjiro crazy yeah, Tanjiro crazy good smelling. Zenitsu crazy good hearing. Inosuke crazy good crazy. I mean, I I, I will go so far as to say yes, we're not done with a crazy good sensing. There, there will be more. Mm-hmm. Inosuke can do many crazy things. But yeah, no. So Zenitsu wraps himself around the box because he's like, what's in this box is worth more than, or worth more to Tanjiro than his own life. So therefore, I gotta protect it. And he knows there's a demon in there, but he also can sense that Tandra. He can sense the good boy energy that Tandra has just by listening to him. Not just the good boy energy, but the sad boy energy. Because he, yes. yeah, he can listen, He can hear people's thoughts. That's right. Well, I mean, if not, he focuses hard enough, it's not that he's more hearing like, their thoughts. He can guess at their thoughts based on their more like their sense. He can hear their sentiments in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Which is which sounds even weirder, but. Meanwhile, Nesco's probably just in the box, uh, singing "Living in a Box" by "Living <laughs> in the Box." Despite or that, or just making angry demon noises, or just being like, "Despite all of my rage, I'm still just stuck in a cage." That too, probably. I could also see "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." Is Nesco edgy enough for that? <laughs> no, I no, don't think, no, not really. I mean, maybe when she's like in full demon form, but when she's just like you know, cinnamon roll Nezuko, no. She ain't no Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> shadow, more like Shadow the Edgehog. Oh, burn! I'm sorry, Soulfire, if you're listening to this one. I'm sorry. Does Soulfire really like Shadow? Yes, I'm not sorry. Sorry, Soul. <laughs> I, I enjoy making too many jokes at Shadow's expense, despite me liking him. But anyways, in those case, kicking the shit out of it. It's yeah that. This goes on for quite a while, too. It really does. It's really uncomfortable to watch. I am reminded why I hated Inosuke. Yeah, like, I remember I looked over at uh, Laser Kid. I'm like, oh, so this is why you hate Inosuke at first. Yeah. This is also why I love Zenitsu. The funny thing is, in the manga, this scene is a lot shorter, I feel. It, it, it really it, is. is. It, it, really, really is. it really was. Isn't that really the case with most manga and anime? It depends on the series, but in, in terms of Demon Slayer, Ufotoball has always like expanded a lot and kind of filled in some of the holes that the manga had in there because the manga kind of tells the story quick at times. Yeah, yeah I, I think the anime does a good job of adding in details that make it, you know, more cohesive. Yeah, they yeah. add to the flow. And that involves having a Nosuke kick more. Yes. yes. Come on, face me! He was very upset that not just that Zenitsu was defending the thing, but Zenitsu wouldn't draw his sword and fight him over it. That that does to give you a mind into how Inosuke is. Yeah. Mm. I also just like how Inosuke was too stubborn to even just draw the sword earlier. He just wanted to keep kicking the shit out of Zenitsu <laughs> until he started fighting. It's <laughs> also true. It's like that one meme where the guy's poking something with a stick. Come on, do something. Yep. But then finally Inosuke loses his cool, like right when Tanjiro's out there. And is about to actually just freaking kill Zenitsu. And then Tanjiro finally steps in. Tanjiro's mad. And then and then we get a JoJo cliffhanger. <laughs> and then a roundabout starts fighting. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, yeah this is, well, I feel like the first real serious cliffhanger cliffhanger we've come across. Like, we've had cliffhangers before. But they've been because, like, Tanjiro's jumping at him going, stop! And, like, drawing his sword, and then it just stops. So I guess I guess it obeyed him. Funny that you even made the JoJo reference, because when he screamed, all I could hear was freaking um, Koichi. <laughs> <laughs> just reminded me of, like, Ko- Koichi just being mad. <laughs> Yeah, and then Jojo, then Jojo Cliffhanger, and then Echoes Act Three is in the background saying, "Let's kill the hoe." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm sorry, J Mac. You don't know Diamonds Unbreakable yet. I don't know Diamonds. Is that a sin? Uh, it, it's part four of Jojo. Okay, yeah, no, that is a sin then for me to not know it. I mean, you've only seen parts one and two. I'm, I'm working on it slowly. <laughs> Dang it! Why? <laughs> why is my? <laughs> I always. I, I, I keep forgetting to mute my phone. Uh, I mean, don't worry. It when it happens, it happens with the best timing. I mean, I guess. Opens chest. You get your getting your friend into JoJo. Celebrate yes. you fucking weep. Yes. Yes. Oh. That that particular phone has had so many great moments. It really has. We managed to make it through an episode without many tangents. That was weird. Yes. Yeah. And then my phone said hi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that that basically was the end of the episode. Yeah. That um, I mean, the episode felt really, really short. Like, it, it put a lot of emphasis on some serious moments, but there was few of them because we were focusing on them more detailed. Yeah, and like, yeah. like the the fight scene was the majority of the episode, but it still like felt so short. But that wasn't a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this briefly before we started recording, but um, this episode only adapted like a chapter and a half, and up to this point, we've been getting like basically an even two chapters per episode. Yeah. So like it it was kind of interesting like. That's probably why I kind of feel shorter because it is technically adapting less of the story. Yeah, and I think they really wanted to put more work into like emphasizing the, like not emphasizing, but like really animating and showing us more of the fight and making it. I don't know how to explain it. Honestly, honestly, I think it was more they wanted to emphasize the characters. Yeah, because you know we did get two big character, character development, character learning moments in a row. So. And since, you know, they were in such close proximity in the manga, they probably thought, yeah, we should probably expand on this a little bit more. Give it some breathing room, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. I was trying to follow along with the manga while I was watching the episode, and I kept getting confused because the anime just had all this long stuff in between. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, like, they had, like, 26 episodes to work with, and there there was a pretty clear stopping point for like the anime so i think like they're kind of at a point where like they knew that they could take their time and if they're going to take their time they can do it right yeah fleshing out in this way makes sense oh yeah no i would more did it freaking work in this episode yeah i would much rather have them take their time than to rush and not have something explained that really should have been explained Totally agreed. I mean, they're, and they've been doing that. It's been beautiful. It's just mm-hmm. ex- going into detail on everything and making it all work. Yeah. Rooster Teeth, take the hint. This ain't going to be the Hoshin and Gear remake where we try to adapt an entire volume per episode. 
I tried to watch that one. Ow. Wait, what happened? They they had tried to adapt a volume per episode. Because it's a, it was a 23-volume manga, and it got ordered for 23 episodes. What I sadist tr- ordered only 23 episodes for a 23-volume manga? I tried to watch it. I couldn't understand. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Like, the manga was pretty dialogue-heavy. So, like, doing that made it kind of a mess. Let's take 23 volumes of dialogue-heavy manga and compress it into 23 episodes. 23 20-minute this episodes. Is- this is the best idea, you guys. Laughs and visual novel player. <laughs> yeah. They, they might as well have just spent the 20 minutes just flipping through the pages on this on screen. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Oof. It, it probably would have turned out better. <laughs> I mean, you could pause it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I think the only like notable English voice cast... Um, addition for this episode was Brooke Chalmers as that one person that was speaking to Kyogai in the flashback. Ah, so he was playing the asshole. Yeah. And uh, of course, Brooke Chalmers voices Sakonji Rokodaki. We've literally interviewed him before on this podcast. He's awesome. Um, but I guess, like, yeah, they probably brought him in for some additional voices since Sword of Spoiler, Rokodaki is gonna appear again. Like, at least speak again later in the season, if I recall. So, like, yeah. they obviously had to have him around for that, so they're probably like, okay, hey, go voice these minor characters, too. <laughs> I mean, we had him in a recent episode as well, just as a flashback for... Oh! Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so something I noticed about the episode that I really... It was interesting to me, and every time Kyogai was on screen, he looked simultaneously sad and angry. Yeah, you did mention that, and I actually totally agree. When you pointed it out, I, I did see it. Like, there were times where, like, just the way his eyes were on him, like, he looked sad, and I, I kind of liked that, because, honestly, a lot of his anger is rooted in sadness. Mm, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, they struck a really good balance there with his, like, expression. Yeah, and it still looked natural. Like norm, like you, I, I. It's hard to explain that it, it looked natural and didn't like look weird at all. Like it didn't look I forced. See, yeah, I could see both emotions, and I understood both emotions. That's UFO table doing what they do best. UFO table bluffs. Now where's the movie? Give me the movie. <laughs> Yeah, J-Mac, when that movie comes out, I'm taking you to go see it at the movie theater, because they tend to do anime films here. Laser, remember to bring a boat? Because you're going to be, yes. like, rowing out of the I'm going to be rowing out of that theater, I know. That was actually, I was going to be warning you. It gets interesting. It's going to be depressing. It is totally going to be depressing. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Hopefully we'll have a dub screening when that comes out. I mean... If not, we'll live. But anime has become such a thing in Utah that there's yeah. definitely gonna be. Oh yeah, like we had weathering with you at the theater. I still need to go see that. Like Cinemark here in Utah does um, Hayao Miyazaki movies every so often. Yeah, watching this episode was also pretty interesting for me because it was actually the first thing. Because the first thing from the Demon Slayer anime I actually saw was um, somebody on Twitter had posted like the Sakuga of the 
the room spinning while Tanjiro was fighting Kyo guy. And then like, I was just like, oh, wow, they really are going ham on this. And then like the other first impression I got was um, during the scene when Inosuke, when Inosuke was attacking Zenitsu for protecting the box, I remember on like Facebook seeing a bunch of people was like, oh, oh my God, I cried at this scene. And I'm just like, remembering how it went in the manga, I was like, how? It wasn't really that special. And then when I watch it today, I'm just like, oh, okay. I can understand now. Yeah, I can understand why people cried. I didn't. I was just more like, oh, Laser Kid can attest. It takes a lot to make me cry, but then when it happens, <laughs> it happens. Uh, yes, I believe we got you somewhat recently. You got me with freaking Night Eye. Yep. <laughs> that one oh, hit yeah. harder than freaking Wolfwood. Oof, Wolfwood's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like cry either, but I did. I did almost tear up with joy because I'm just like my boys. They need to. He's actually being useful. <laughs> he's like he stopped screaming. He actually stopped screaming <laughs> at the end of. And he's well, not he was, asleep. Yeah, he was doing his job while not asleep. He's doing more than his job. Yeah, he was honestly. Legend, I think our like last two episodes of literally Zenitsu does something. I think this episode just has to be Zenitsu is a, is a good character. <laughs> Zenit- Zenitsu is a good boy. Zenitsu is a good boy. Yeah, I swear, though, that, that quote, though, the one you said, you said that this box was more important to you than your life. Like, that was the moment when, like, just about everybody's perception of Zenitsu flips completely. Yo, that, 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 that one became my line. Favorite character. That oh, one yeah. line. I forgot how how rough his introduction was. I loved him that much after that. Oh yeah, yeah. So when when he was telling me, "Oh, we're, you're gonna meet my favorite character this next step," and then it happens, I'm like, "He's your favorite character, really?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I was like, this this guy who's screaming at a woman to marry him because he's so sure that she's in love with him. Is your favorite character? Who's this knockoff Moroku? <laughs> He's Moroku, but with no game and no hole. Where's his hole? He has he has no death hole. I'm going to refrain from commenting. Oh my! <laughs> Good old Inuyasha. Anyways, I think we're going in circles at this point, so I think we should close it up. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. I guess that. Kind of wraps up everything for this episode. So let's plug our stuff and get out of here. Alien, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Alien Renegade. Watch me on YouTube, Alien Renegade videos, or listen to my music, Amperin. I'm available on all streaming services now. So check them out and support your boy. Awesome. And Laser Kid, where can people find you? So people can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. And they can find me on uh, the Discord for the Toonami Faithful server for words. And JMac, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at JMacAfreak. Uh, be warned, I do get a little political. Um, you can find me on TikTok. You can actually find me on YouTube now, too. Um, I'm going to be starting to record more videos for that, and it's going to be a good time. Are all those under JMac the Freak? JMacAfreak, yeah. All of them okay, are the awesome. same. Yeah, no, I got lucky with my name. I did not. So that's why I'm Laser Kid Prime on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm V Lord GTZ everywhere because no one else has that name, luckily. <laughs> but yeah, follow all of these folks. They're all awesome. 
But as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. I'm usually posting about manga, writing reviews, and that's kind of it. I used to not sleep, but now I have to sleep because I have a job again. Hooray, question mark? Yay, sleep. It's a blessing and a curse. I mean, sleep in a paycheck. I mean, yeah. The price I pay for money. Anyways, aside from Twitter, you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com and my more Tanami-focused content over on TanamiFaithful.com. And as far as the podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at dslayerpodcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash demonslayerpodcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website at tanamifaithful.com slash demonslayerpodcast. And you can look at those for any updates about the podcast and when it comes out. The podcast is also streaming on basically everything at this point. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So whatever you listen to podcasts on, subscribe to our episodes, listen, and enjoy. But that about does it for this week, so we will see you guys later. Goodbye, people I won't meet.